You're still listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwasili. The newsroom is taking you around the world in two minutes. Now let's take a look at one big issue in Nigeria. Which state is handling COVID-19 the best? Which state is handling COVID-19 the best. We're all battling this pandemic together. Some states are on federal lockdown, like Lagos and Ogun, as well as Abuja. Others are on their own self-imposed lockdowns. Others are doing on again, off again, like River State. But at the end of the day, all the states are facing the same problem, right? So today, uh, we're going to see what some of them are doing. And we're going to talk about whether they're doing it right or if there's room for improvement. And that brings me to today's big hard fact. Every state in Nigeria, plus the FCT, have confirmed COVID-19 cases except for Cross River and Kogi. So this is clearly national and uh today we're looking at nigeria a little we're going to go around nigeria a little bit and i'm I'm going to be calling our correspondents in different states to talk about the latest developments but i'm also going to be talking to you who's listening to the show basically i want you to tell me two things uh what you're hearing from other states maybe you have a family member who's living in bielsa maybe you have a good friend living in plateau what are you hearing from these friends of yours i want you to give me a call and tell me what you're hearing about the situation in other states and the policies that are being implemented there as well what do you think about them and then the second thing that I want to uh, uh, hear from you the second thing I want you to tell me is which states you think are handling COVID-19 the best first up on my show is my head of news in Kano Kolawale Omoni good to have you on the show sir Good evening, Sandra. Thanks for having me. And it's great to be looking at you while we're talking. Usually we're doing this on the phone, but today we're doing this over Skype. <laughs> you, should, very nice. you should get on Facebook and watch uh, this interview. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3 and uh, you can be a part of this. So first things first, how did people in uh, Kano mark uh, Idel Fitri, uh, Kolawale, in light of the ongoing community spread? I talked about it on the Big Three today and people went to the mosque like say nothing they happen. Yes, uh, the state government uh, surmounted to the, 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 the agreed to make people go to mosque. Mm. And as a result of that, they also released uh, Christians to go to churches mm-hmm. because they have to balance the equation. Mm-hmm. And it was as a result of the pressure being mounted on the state government. And I think he had no choice than to agree with their request. Mm. If you could recall, prior to that uh, decision that was made, mm-hmm. when they were doing relaxation of lockdown before in Kano State, mm. it used to be every Monday and Thursdays mm. to avoid any religious gathering or any worship centers gathering together to worship. Mm. But as a result of the pressure here and there, mm. they have to change the timetable to every Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mm. And you know, Kano is Muslim-dominated state. They have been on lockdown for almost over a month mm-hmm. before the Salah period came up. Mm-hmm. And it was strange to them to celebrate Salah without uh, going out to mosque to go and pray. Mm. So as a result of that, the ulamas, they've been following up with the state governor that he should do something. Probably what really triggered that again was the declaration or the pronouncement that the PTF made in Abuja that they are extending Kano lockdown by two weeks. Mm-hmm. So they were not happy about the decision and there were rumors here and there that uh, it might escalate and people might resort to riot if governor would not do something about it. Mm. So that was why he came up with an idea of, okay, we heard from a from some people that uh, the PTF in Abuja gave Kano State only one day like 12 hours in a day, okay. in a week, that they need to go out to go and search for whatever to restock their listing and come back. But because of the situation at hand, mm. the state government decided to manage that 12 hours and make it three days, meaning four <laughs> hours in a day. You understand? They divided it into three. On Sunday, you go out from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., mm-hmm. And on on uh, Wednesday the same hours, and on Friday the same hours. Hmm. 
Okay. Now, on social media, there's a video trending, Kolaole, uh, and this video claims to uh, be of the Sani Abacha uh, Stadium where there's an isolation centre in Kano. This video also claims that it was recorded uh, on the 24th of, of May and this video claims that that centre is supposed to have people who have COVID-19 but instead we are looking at an empty isolation centre and we are looking at beds lined up on, on top of each other. What's the truth there. I know that the Kano team informed us here in Lagos that they were going to investigate that story. What have your investigations shown? Yeah, the, the video came up uh, last night and since then we have been on it. We assigned our reporters to go out today and they went out. We've been moving from one uh, source to another to ensure that we got all the angles covered regarding that particular video. Mm. We got to that isolation center trolling. Mm -hmm. What really happened was that the video is real. Okay. Regarding to what we saw on ground. Okay. But it's somehow misleading mm. when you interpret it with, if you are trying to claim that, okay, did nobody at this isolation center, and they are claiming that we have a number of cases. So the message, the, the person that took the video was trying to pass across was that probably coronavirus was not even real in the first place. Okay. But at that isolation center, truly, the state government officials had been hyping that particular center even before the index case was discovered in Kano State. I see. So it was shocking to see the situation of that isolation center with that kind of situation. But the truth of the matter is that there was no a single day that the official had called press to say, okay, they want to commission this particular isolation center. Hmm. It's still under construction as we speak. Okay. So the shocking part of the shocking part of it is the fact that something that they've been using as the most reliable isolation center even before the arrival of COVID-19 mm -hmm. still remain under construction three months after. Hmm. So that is the shocking part of the video. But as we speak, they have never admitted a single patient at the isolation center. The isolation center is divided into two. Okay. The first part of the isolation center has over 250 bed capacity. Okay. They decided to separate it because they want to engage female and male patients separately. Okay. So that one of the isolation centers is almost close to 100% completion. Okay. Why the second one was the one that the guy took. Okay. And uh, so you that he took on that particular video. Okay. So what we gathered is that. That isolation center, number one, is a private isolation center being managed, being financed by Dangote Foundation. Okay. Not the state government's money. Okay. So, as a result of that, the foundation did not release money to the state government to handle the project. Okay. It's being handled by that particular Dangote Foundation. So, we spoke with some of the engineers at the center, and they made us to realize that they have been having difficulties in terms of uh, logistics. Most of the materials being used at the center have been sourced from Lagos. So transportation from Lagos down to Kano has been one of their challenges. Hmm. But as we speak now, it's almost 80% completion. But uh, apart from that one, we in Kano State, we have like five isolation centers. Okay. The state government prepared for two. Hmm. The state government prepared for two mm -hmm. before the arrival of COVID-19, mm -hmm. which is that, that of uh, Konandawakin Isolation Center and Momodu Buare Specialist Hospital Isolation Center. Mm -hmm. Both of these isolation centers has capacity of uh, 180. Mm -hmm. So when the cases started escalating beyond that capacity, they went ahead to source for other isolation centers. Mm. So they had another one at uh, Daula Hotel. That one has 50% uh, uh, 50 capacity, bed capacity. We have another one at Aubakai Imam Urological Center. Okay. Then we have another one at uh, Sports Institute at uh, Conan Karfi. That one has 100 capacity. Mm. All of them joined together. The entire five isolation centers 
they, they have like uh, five to six hundred capacity as we speak right now. Hmm. Why the active cases in Kano is currently seven or forty-seven? So what that means is that we have more than cases of the capacity we have in Kano right now. Hmm. As a result of that, some of these uh, patients that are asymptomatic that they don't have much of that symptom, mm-hmm. they ask them to remain at home. You know, that one too has come to play in Lagos right now. That's They've right. been trying to at least say, if you are not developing any symptoms, mm-hmm. you can manage yourself at home. You have the facility to do that. Mm-hmm. So that is what is happening right now in Kano State. Now, to be clear, um, how many uh, isolation centers are there in Kano? We have five isolation centers. How many of them we have patients? Have- how many of them have patients in them? All of them are patients. Okay. But the the, vid- the one we saw in the trending video online has not even been commissioned. It's not in use yet. It hasn't been commissioned. It's the one that Dan Gote Foundation is building right now mm-hmm. at Sanya Bacha Stadium. Stadium. Okay. The, the, the reason why people were shocked was that even the state government have been hyping this particular isolation center as if it was even being built hmm. by them right from the beginning. I see. And whenever we ask them that time, how prepared are you guys if COVID-19 surfaces in Kano State? Mm-hmm. They've been telling us that this particular isolation center with 600 bed capacity for a start mm-hmm. is still okay and the likes. But it's surprising that three months after, hmm. Is still under construction. So the bigger story here is that um, Kano has more COVID-19 patients than in, than it has bed spaces for, and we have yeah. and we have an isolation center that is being donated by a private organization that is still under construction. But the state government is talking about this isolation center like it's a state initiative, and they've been talking about it for yes. months, and it's not yet ready. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's move away from isolation centers. Let's talk about uh, mysterious deaths in Kano. Have we had any more mysterious deaths? Remember, you and I talked about it when it was happening at that time. And there was a lot of back and forth between government and, you know, medical practitioners and NCDC. Federal government and state government promised in-depth investigations into those mysterious deaths. What are the new developments? You know, are there any findings or any reports? What I can tell you categorically right now is that the situation has been stabilized mm-hmm. a bit okay. in terms of the number of cases being recorded on a daily basis in Kano State. But regarding that particular investigation, it remains where it was. We cannot really say who are those people investigating what. Hmm. We only heard it on the media. They only spoke to journalists that they've been investigating. You heard it from the PTF in Abuja. Mm-hmm. But the outcome of investigation, we don't get it up to this moment. And you know the challenges that time. Mm. There was no testing center in Kano State. Mm. There were no people to attend to patients. Apart from COVID-19, some other people that are developing other illnesses, if they go to hospital, they are being rejected, and mm. some other factors. Mm. So they've been able to manage those conditions now, and the situation has been stabilized. But regarding that particular investigation, nobody has ever told us anything. It was denied. They denied it for almost a month mm-hmm. before the truth came out. Mm-hmm. It got to a stage where they reached the world. They couldn't deny it anymore. And they admitted that there were mysterious deaths in Kano State. Mm-hmm. Now that there's no mysterious deaths, nobody is reporting any mysterious deaths. Mm. But then it happened and we reported it. A number of professors, a number of doctors at the UK mm-hmm. and the likes. Mm-hmm. So... As we speak right now, the situation is under control. Under control. Okay. Now, let's talk about um, Almajiri, right? Um, there's been some talk about the movement of Almajiri children, right, um, from one point to the, to the other. What's the talk from the Kano state government? You've had people like Femi Falana come forward and say, oh, we're going to um, uh, sue governments who are moving these children around because they are aiding in community spread. Uh, we've heard uh, rights groups who have said stop moving these children around. We've had people who have said don't move, uh, um, don't bring Almajiri children to the south. What's the situation with that? 
Yes, when they started, you know, it was unanimously agreed among the governors that they should do that. Mm-hmm. And all of them have been admitting to that particular fact. Mm-hmm. The only situation that is somehow not encouraging to the state government is the fact that the way all those governors and health officials are coming out in other northern states, mm-hmm. you say a number of so-so cases were discovered among the Almanjiris and they came from Kano State. Mm. So it got to a state that even the state government got annoyed that why must they be emphasizing on Kano, Kano, when we all agree that these guys should be repatriated and we've done it. So like I told you the last time we had this conversation, mm. I told you that you can hardly control that. If you go out now, you still see a number of them still begging for money, mm. though it has drastically reduced compared to what we used to have before. Mm. But for you to see a number of cases here and there, Jigawa, Kasina, and other neighboring states, mm. amounting to over 200 from Kano, mm. having been tested COVID-19 positive, you know that the situation is somehow worrisome. Mm-hmm. As we speak now, I think it has calmed down a bit. Okay. The National Assembly also came up with an idea that they, they, they need to stop these governors from transporting these guys mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. And we don't have an update on whether they are still doing it right now. Mm-hmm. But the number of people that the uh, Kano State government also took from other states, they've been able to at least manage them and they've they've they, they sent them to their respective families. All right. Thank you so much for giving us your time today on Hard Facts. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Lagos, let's talk about uh, what you just heard. What did you think about uh, the revelations from our correspondent right there in Kano? He's on the ground. He's the head of news for Cool FM, Wazobe FM and Arawa Radio. If you're ever in Kano, by the way, you should listen to those stations. Cool FM 96.9, uh, Wazobe FM and, and Arawa Radio. Three radio stations that you would love. Arawa Radio is the is the Hausa version of Nigeria Info in Kano. What are your thoughts on the things that he shared with us today? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. You can also send us a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp is OHO. 959-75805. You can also uh, leave us thoughts on Twitter and on Facebook. Twitter is at Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Hello. Thanks for calling us. What's your name? President Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, I want to thank your uh, correspondent in Kano. Okay. But got a good job. Uh, but Sandra, you know, Dangote have a lot of trailers, right? Okay. How come it's a problem to transfer those equipment, uh, transport those equipment from uh, Lagos to Kano? Whereas you hear all these uh, moving people with uh, cows all over the place. Now, this thing, they need it as an emergency, and they can't transport those things to Kano. And the people who shoot that video, how come they never tell us, oh, this is from um, Dangote, whatever, it's still under construction, or like your man said, mm. maybe they try to show some um, um, this thing. At least they, they should let us know. No. Well, the person that shot the video is a random person. I mean, I can go and shoot a random video and claim that I'm any number of things. And that's why when you see something on social media, you need to investigate it um, as deeply as possible before you spread it. Why didn't you ask one or two people around there, come Mm. this thing or how is it going, who is doing this, before you put something in there. That's why you're... But again, that's because because you're ascribing, um, you know, decent motives to the person. Somebody who is trying to be mischievous knows what they're doing and they want to spread misinformation and they'll just do it on purpose. Yes, it's wrong. If really people are doing that, but that's why I always thank God for Nigeria Info because you always tell us about this fake stuff, what all these guys do. I don't know what they're gaining. Not this time of Corona, then somebody will be trying to make such um, whatever. I don't know what they're gaining. Thank you, President Sandra. <laughs> thank you, Chris, for calling us. Uh, people, people, you know, get all kinds of kicks. I mean, people tell you that if you press, you know, certain numbers, something will happen to you. If you don't spread this message, it's also punish you. People get kicks out of doing, you know, crazy stuff. Hello. Hello. 99.3. Hello. 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 Good. Oh, sorry about that. Hello. Good evening. Call me back if you can, lady. Hello. Hello. 
Uh, sorry about that. 99.3. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Is that MI from Akoka? Yes, and I come to you for hard facts. <laughs> yes, you do. Why I come to you for hard facts? Because, uh, you know, I was telling somebody that thing is fake news. They said that. I said, no worries. Sandra will tell me if it's not. <laughs> you did not, not disappoint me. You're you know, welcome. Um, um, it's, it's very sad. Well, uh, no. Someone said they didn't know. See, before, fake news used to be an error. Now it has been weaponized. Mm. Because somebody has an agenda. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So it is very sad. Then, But aside from that, what, what I, I should say about Kano, right? Because they should align with the federal government. It should have a, a similar, even though not a identical, similar plan. Do you understand? Mm. It cannot because you want to please the masses, people who are... They are rioting. They want to, you know, I want to make everybody. See, you cannot be more Catholic than the Pope. <laughs> you understand? Mm. You can't be more Catholic than the Pope. Same thing for the Muslim. You cannot be more Muslim than Prophet Muhammad. Salawalewa <laughs> Salam. No. If he says you, if he says he's Sultan, he's the someone that you reverse. He says, don't go to the mosque. Mm. Everyone, I don't go to the mosque. If someone that's alive that can that talk about Ramadan, don't become a statistic so that next year you celebrate around Ramadan. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So the fly that doesn't want to hear what you follow the cops into the grave. Peter Doche, bye bye. Hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you? What's your name, sir? Fine, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, um I mean I saw oh yeah, I saw the um the The video video on Twitter and um I was beginning to wonder because I called Sheriff this morning concerning hmm. this video and I was not really happy about it because I was like, you, Sandra, and even Sheriff sometimes will tell us that if you want to know that there's corona, take a trip to the isolation center. Mm -hmm. You always tell us that. Mm -hmm. And I told Sheriff this morning, I said, have you seen somebody that has taken a trip to the isolation center? Have you seen the results? Have you heard my, 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 my uh, head of news who's in Kano tell you yeah. what that isolation center is? Then this evening, then this evening, I heard this now. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I want to say is, is we want clarity on the part of our government. Mm. We want clarity. Mm. If there is clarity, if there is sincerity on the part of our government, mm. we as citizens will not even have doubt at all. Mm. This morning, I had a lot of doubt until this evening right now. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, let's talk to more people who are calling into the show. It's what we do on Nigeria Info. It's what we do on Hard Facts. There's info in the name of the station and then there's hard facts as the name of the show that tells you okay fine we'll hear a rumor but we'll verify it we'll give you some information you know that's why you should listen to the station all the time whatsapp is 080 959 I'm going to take you to um, Cool FM I said what no I'm going to take you to Port Harcourt <laughs> not Cool FM I'm going to take you to Port Harcourt next that's uh, my Port Harcourt correspondent calling into the show on Skype you can actually watch on Facebook, Nigeria Info uh, 99.3. That's our Facebook page. So you can tune in at that time and uh, give us um, your thoughts on Facebook. But that's coming up right now. Hard, Hard Facts will be right back. Lagos, here we are still taking a look at what's happening all over the country. Which state is handling COVID-19 better? Remember I told you that there are some states where they're doing on again, off again. We have our correspondent from that state. He's on the show with us. Joshua Rogers is in River State. Hello, Joshua. Yeah, hello, Sandra. It's been a long time. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm good. So what's the current situation in River State? Just before I got on air, I heard that you guys have called off the lockdown or have you called it back on? I don't know. What's going on? Yeah, the situation right there <laughs> is that we are off and on. Okay. We are like... Uh, are you on right uh, now? Uh, or are you off right now? No, we are off right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when are you switching back on? <laughs> I don't think the governor will think of it anytime soon. Okay. So, um, we were actually preparing to uh, go on the lockdown. Mm. Uh, according to the government's definition, it is it was supposed to be total and indefinite lockdown from 8 p.m. today. Mm. But uh, just a few minutes ago, the governor released a, a, a broadcast. Mm. It was a, a video message, that, uh, sorry, an audio message saying that um, he has reconsidered and that uh, River State, uh, Obiapo and Palga, that is Portaco City local government areas. These are two 
key local government areas in River State that if they are shut down completely, it looks more like River State entirely mm. has been shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that these local government areas will no longer be shut down for now. Mm. And then um, you would uh, remember that uh, before now, River State went on a total and indefinite or a supposedly indefinite lockdown on May 7. Mm. And on May 11, it was lifted partially for two days. Mm-hmm. He said he will allow residents to go restock and get fresh air. Mm. And then after that, it was then shifted by three days. And further, it was relaxed for six days, mm. which we expected that is go- it was going to start by 8 p.m. today. Mm. And by today, the governor has released an uh, audio message, which is usually described as uh, a broadcast mm. that uh, the, the lockdown has been reconsidered and then is not going to hold any time soon to further notice. And this has been the problem that we've had in River State, where people, of course, you know that the economy of uh, most of the Nigerian states, mm. like, including rivers, mm-hmm. is basically the informal sector. Like, like 80% of them are, are categorized under the informal sector of the economy. Mm-hmm. So these people eat from hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. They eat on, daily, on a daily basis as they step out of their houses. Mm-hmm. So they work here to try to see that they will be able to meet up with the number of days that the governor may uh, impose a lockdown on these two local government areas that actually drive the economy of the state Mm. and has the most population of reverse people. Unfortunately, that is not happening. Some may have borrowed. Some may have planned ahead. Some may actually be happy. That's the situation that we have right now. But for me personally, if you ask me, I think this is the best decision that the governor has made. Okay. So uh, we have a situation where there's a lot of uncertainty. How is that uncertainty uh, um, making people feel in River State? How are people reacting to the uncertainty of are they going to continue the lockdown? Is it off? Is it on? Which one is it? Yeah, it's actually frustrating, especially when you do not have any plan. Mm. To prepare your house ahead of an indefinite lockdown. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. It means that there is no debt that is going to be given mm-hmm. for it to be lifted. That's right. Now, people work towards it. But to a very large number of persons in River State, they will be very happy that this is not holding again. Mm. Because I like to speak for a very personal perspective. Mm. And I will tell you the truth. Mm. That for all this while that the governor of River State, Yesom is the one we care, mm-hmm. has imposed lockdown on rivers on River State, that is Obiako and Falga. Mm-hmm. I have always felt that the governor was fighting an insecurity and not a virus. Mm. Okay. Because there is no way you can impose a lockdown on key two on two key local government areas mm-hmm. that determine the fortune of the state mm-hmm. and host the greatest number of citizens of a state mm-hmm. without you planning ahead of time. If you're going to fumigate the market or other public places, mm-hmm. you need to do an aggressive testing of people to know. Who and who is uh, has contacted has contracted rather mm-hmm. the virus, either being symptomatic or asymptomatic. Mm. The governor has locked us up in the house for days, going to weeks, without anything tangible being done. For me, even in a situation where you have a war situation, you do not lock people up like that. Security agency will be on the road trying to quell the crisis. Mm. But in this case, you do not see anything happening. So you begin to wonder, why are we locking ourselves up? Like in the area where I stay, mm-hmm. there are a couple of people, a lot of them come out on the street. They lock the gated estates, like the entrance to that area. Mm-hmm. And they play football. They eat and wine and dine together. Mm. They play together. Mm. They are not observing any social distance. In fact, the rule doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. So if the government really wants to check the spread of coronavirus, it's not to lock people up in the houses, knowing too well that people 
people will not lock up themselves in the houses, but they will definitely come out to mingle with people in their neighborhood and their estates. Now, let's talk about um, the spread of the virus itself, right? Something interesting is going on yeah. in Boni. In, well, interesting is, isn't the right uh, word to describe what's happening there. We've had some deaths and we don't know what is causing these deaths. What's happening in Boni, Joshua? Sandra, what's happening in Boni is as confusing as what is happening in Nigeria states. You cannot understand. It looks political. It looks very, very confusing. Now, you, before now, you had issues where fishes were are found on the shore of the people, uh, the people of Boni and Andoni. Mm. These people share a common boundary in river states. Like they are very close in the close to the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. Now you wake up in the morning and you see a lot of fishes, but a particular species found dead ashore the river. Mm. People went harvesting it. And days after, a well was washed ashore the river. People went harvesting it. Yes, warnings were given to people not to eat those fishes. But of course, our people will always find a way of using poverty as an excuse to do a lot of things. Mm. They smoked it, they dried it, they sent it to the market. I'm sure that those fishes have even found its way to Lagos and Abuja. <laughs> I, I do not mean to say <laughs> But that is the truth. Mm. Now, <laughs> whether it is the effect of those dead fish that we do not know the reason, mm. the Riverside government, three ministries of the Riverside government, environment, health, and agriculture, said they sent experts to investigate and find out what caused the, the fishes to die. Up to today, we have not heard from them. No result has been released. People ate those things very comfortably and slept in their houses, woke up and thanked God for manners that have dropped from heaven. Up to today, no one has found out. Nozra released a report. That report, as far as I'm concerned, is as empty as they have released it. Though four pages, but very empty, saying hydrocarbon is not responsible, all these and that are responsible, but there is no specifics as to where. At the end of the day, Nozra released, Nozra said that the federal government should be very specific, should be very specific about what has happened and should take the issue of fishing in the Niger Delta, Bonnie and Andoni very particular to see that this thing doesn't occur again. So people ate those fishes not knowing the implications of them. Mm. I'm not saying that those fishes are responsible. Mm. But there are also issues of gas flaring in the Nigeria Delta for a couple of years now. Mm. People have advocated the likes of cancer who have died for this cause. No one has found out how this gas flaring will affect the lives of the ordinary man in the Niger Delta region. Mm. But let me ask if it is gas flaring, is it going to affect Boni and Andoni? Is it going to affect only Bayesa and Delta states? What about other Delta regions? Hmm. So, the issue is, why is it coming right now when we have issues of COVID-19? Hmm. And the symptoms that they are saying looks more likely like it has anything to do with coronavirus. They are losing their test. They don't test anything. They don't smell anything. And then they have symptoms of malaria. But again, does Boni have a testing center? How do you know this is hmm. All right. It's How? a very dicey situation that the federal government and the river state government needs to take it as serious as we took the issues, the issue that came up in Kanu State. Hmm. We don't have to joke about it. Okay. So we, 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 we uh, I listened to an audio from the local government chairman of uh, Bonnie and he seemed to say that it wasn't COVID-19 that killed those 11 people. There's been uh, reports of um, uh, a leakage uh, of gas uh, and a lot of gas flaring happening at LNG right there in Bonnie. So it seems to be that there's, there, there's no clear answer about what exactly is going on in Bonnie. What has the River State Governor said? What has Nisum Wikis said about the situation in Bonnie? Well, the Governor has not said anything specifically. Okay. But for every time he speaks, 
it tells you that he works for interests of reverse people, and that includes Bonnie. Okay. And then you will wonder how far he has worked for the interests of reverse people. Yes, there are measures to contain the coronavirus, but when we do not know what is killing people in Bonnie, do we say that the measures we have taken to contain the spread of coronavirus is actually protecting people in Bonnie? That's mm -hmm. another angle. But for me, as an individual, I'm always very... Skeptical. Mm, unfortunately, we have an interruption uh, to the phone call. Well, oh, okay, he's back. Oh, sorry about that. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, I'm always very skeptical when a politician speaks, especially about an issue that looks like is going to dent the image or is going to cast, um, uh, is going to make people focus more on what you can do about your local government area. It is quick for a politician to dismiss a case. But what the Bono local government chairman said, is it scientific? You can't dismiss it just quickly as, as he has said. It is not. We have had such stories in Kano, and today what do we have? So I think that the local government chairman should be more scientific, not to just quickly dismiss it, but to help every other agencies of government to see that the investigation is done very carefully. And then we are certain what is actually killing people in Bonnie. Because you know what will happen? If that is allowed to continue, then it will escalate to other parts of River State. Because you have the only two local government areas, Portacos City and Obiakbo, locked down. But I can tell you that Nigeria Info FM in Portacos has done very thorough reports about this border point and see that people come in and go out at will so long as you can bribe your way through. Okay. Now let's come to LMA. There's been a lot of interesting things coming out of that situation with uh, uh, that uh, hotel, uh, Prodeco, right? Is it Prodeco? What's the name of that hotel yes. again? Prodest. Pro Prodest. Prodest, sorry. Prodest Hotel. Yes. So we heard that the manager of Prodest Hotel, uh, the one that Governor Wike demolished, has tested positive for COVID-19. And yesterday on the news, the boss, the hotel owner, was saying that the man was infected in government custody. He was alleging that he was infected in government uh, uh, custody. Joshua, what's the latest on that? What is it with that story? The latest is that, yes, on Sunday night, the NCDC released the figures reported in various states of the Federation about the new cases of coronavirus. Mm. And it was reported that River State had 27 new cases. And then before the NCDC report came out, the Commissioner for Information in River State, um, he is Pastor Paulinus Insirim, released a statement saying that, yes, 27 cases have been reported. That was even before the NCDC results came out. Mm. And that the manager of Protest Hotel in LMA was one of those positive cases. Mm. The next paragraph went on to tell us that whatever action the governor of River State, Nyesom Ezumawike, mm. a member of the body of benchers of Nigeria, has ever taken in terms of controlling the spread of coronavirus, mm. was proactive and was very efficient. Mm. And that the figures that was released justified every action of the governor. Mm. Sandra, mm. without speaking as a Nigerian info reporter, mm -hmm. but speaking as a citizen of Nigeria, and speaking as a citizen of River State, whose both parents are from River State, mm. I can tell you that I sense an element of politics in it. Okay. And that is my worry. That when we place politics above objectivity, then it gives you a concern why we should be living in this kind of a society. What happens to the confidentiality of medical practice. Why should the identity of the manager of Produce Hotel be revealed only, be revealed only without the identities of the other 26 persons? Mm. Now, what did the government want to gain 
Do they want to justify the demolition of the Project Hotel? Even if the demolition of Project Hotel was rightfully done, do they have to reveal the identity of this person? Even when a hotel owner died in River State and he visited certain hotels in River State, no one mentioned his name. It took the management of that hotel or the hospital where he attended, where he went to and presented a case that looks like a, that looked like a coronavirus mm. to say his name. That was how we got the name of the owner of the hotel. They only mentioned the hotel. They didn't mention the identity. They didn't reveal the identity of the person. Mm. Why would they single out one person out of 27 to reveal his identity? Mm. If the owner of the hotel, who lives in Lagos, protested and said that this man contracted this virus in your custody, he has a case. But again, I'm afraid because the Nigerian judicial system is very expensive and too long for you to bear if you can get justice at all. But that is the situation that we have in River State, where a government will want to play politics. I am not saying they are playing politics, but it looks like, because I do not see any reason that has justified the River State government mentioning the name or revealing identity of this hotel manager. If you have demolished the house, you have demolished the hotel, and that you have said was part of your executive order number six, which I protest against it. It is not supposed to be. An executive order is not supposed to be destructive. It's not supposed to be looking like a military regime. We are not in the regimented cantonment. It is not supposed to be. But however, that is what it is right now. You have demolished it. I think we should move on and not to make it look like it is looking right now. It's not supposed to be. Joshua Rogers is a correspondent with Nigeria Info in Port Harcourt. Joshua Rogers, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Sandra. Okay, Lagos, let's talk about what you've heard uh, coming out of River State and what you've heard coming out of Kano. Unfortunately, because of time, we cannot even go to Anambra where they've recorded their first death and we cannot go to Abuja where interesting things are going on as well as far as the fight for COVID-19 is concerned. But two controversial states with huge stories coming out of there. What are your thoughts, Lagos? 0700 993-993-0700-993-993-993. Send me a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello. Hello, good evening, Sandra. Good evening, sir. What's your name? This is Ibekunle calling from Lockify by Korotu. Go ahead, Ibekunle. On Kano, we've seen that information is key. That's number one. Then number two is Governor Ganduje, I think to me, took a right decision by averting the riot. Because if you know if you know the North very well, you know that he has done he has done the right thing. Then again, joining them for that eat, he shouldn't have gone for the eat for that congregation. To show that I only accepted you people to go, but I don't really like it. Now, on River State, I've always said it. Governor Wiki is a governor of bravado. And at the end of the day, he has nothing to show for it. Look at it. You reveal the identity of somebody who has COVID-19, of which that is not the normal norm. You can see from there. God bless you. Thank you, Bukunle, for calling me. 99.3. Hello, good evening. 99.3. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Good evening, Sandra. Good evening, sir. What's your name? Thank you. I'm Joseph calling from Ojasan. Joseph, we've brought you updates from two states. What are your thoughts? Yeah, actually, uh, pertaining to the Kano uh, case, you mm. know, mm -hmm. I just want to say that, you know, your reporter in Kano actually is not really giving us the actual facts. Okay. It's very disheartening for you to actually see from the content of, you know, his report and all that you can trace their fallacies and all kinds of, you know, uh, very dodgy statement and all that that does not really, uh, you know, uh, justifies, you know, his profession and so on and so forth. So that's why, you know, part of his report are quite questionable. Like what part? You know, whereas in, in the Sanya Bacha, you know, isolation center. Okay. Was, what about it was? Said, what about it? Did you find problematic? Have been able to. 
Yes, yes. Actually, from what government has been able to, you know, uh, embark by, you know, uh, disseminating, you know, the, the, the state of uh, the facility over there to Nigerian masses and so on, it's very questionable that today now they could come and tell us that after the, you know, uh, what was it called? the non-movement of interstate movement and so on. And government actually makes categorically, you know, uh, passes that, you know, uh, essential materials and all that can be transported across some states, you know, for COVID-19 fight and so on. For them to come and tell us that, you know, they have uh, issues of transportation or this and that and so on. Because that is the only way out, you know, the government has been able to tell them to report the, the issue to the Nigerian masses. Well, no problem. But for Wiki anyway, whatever goes, they say what goes up comes down. So at the end of the day, the, the truth must be told, you know, and so on. And at least for your reporter, we can see how viable and its content were. They were back up with food fast and so on. And that is what we expect from all the media houses and most of you in, your, in, in, the, in the discharge of your duty, you know. Thank all you. All right. Thank you. Uh, did anybody follow what he was trying to say? Because that was a very um, confusing encounter for me. Hello. Hello. Good evening, President Sandra. Good evening. Sandra is just fine. How are you? Yeah, this is Friday from Ibuleri. Friday, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, see, I think uh, I just want to compare the, this uh, governor of uh, Kanu and uh, River State governor. Okay. See, uh, the way they is to PDP, what uh, Danguje is to APC. Okay. Two of them are just being funny. I just pray, maybe the next election, two of them will come out, let uh, Weke come out for PDP, then uh, Gadoje come out for APC. Let's see who is going to win. Because I see two of them for me, I, I I don't know how to read them. I don't, I don't, I don't just understand <laughs> it. I can't understand it. Your reporter said it all. Weke is fighting security instead of fighting the virus. I don't know how he do, does that. So I'm, I'm happy for two of them. Let them come out for 2023. Maybe one for APC, the other for PDP. Then at the end of the day, we load the winner. Thank you very much. All right. Hello. Okay. Interesting calls this evening. How are you? What's your name? Hello. Good morning. Good evening. My name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. Um, actually, I listened to the program and then I'm a bit disappointed. Okay. But um, I want to advise. I think Nigerians should listen to when journalists report issues. They should listen to issues with an open mind. It is unfair when people put their lives on the line, especially at this critical time hmm. when we are suffering um, a, a pandemic. When people put their lives on the line, it's very keen that we listen to what he's saying. He did not share from what the, the journalist said. He did not share that um, the problem was with the government. She said that contractors who were having the issues, it's very important that we get the facts right. That was why I called to, to just to make this correction so that we, our Nigerians out there will know. All right. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. 99.3, hello. Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name, sir? Eighteen from Satellite Town. Welcome to the show. Turn your radio down. Go ahead. All right, I've done that. Between Mwiki and John uh, Duje, hmm. who is standing more democratic and more dictator? Dan Guje did according to the wishes of the masses. And Mwiki is demonstrating the highest of an uh, emperor and a dictator. How many people, I say, I did the university before. How many people are calling me? And there's another case, another angle to this case. There's another patient at uh, River State uh, Medical Center that he has not been attended to. He was abandoned there by the state government. Nobody attended to him, apart from this one that uh, uh, the manager of uh, that hotel uh, said the River State government injected him with the uh, COVID-19 virus. He's working to the hands of the uh, uh, opposition party. By 2023, we know what will happen in River State. And two years, open up to... To tell the whole world that Viva said it's a violent, I mean, PDP is a violent party. He said he did not know those who imported the guy, the criminal, the killer that he declared wanted, the PDP youth leader in LMA. When crisis, political crisis and killing happen in the state, they will say it's a mature that is behind it. And those who are calling, condemning, attacking the Dangbuji, they will not call and condemn what Mr. Mika is doing. No. It is well, we are watching. Okay. 
All right. Ifangi on WhatsApp says, what is happening is that they should close Lagos's borders. Sandra, I repeat once again that reverse people deserve uh, the government that they have. When you ride on the back of the tiger, you likely know the end. Remember the story of Abimelech and the people of Shechem in the Bible. Okay. Sandra, the state government should stop the habit of sending these Almagiris away from their states. It's not fair. At least they are human. They should try and provide shelter for those homeless. Transferring them interstate will result in more cases, Francis Inota says. Okay, we've got a lot of uh, messages on WhatsApp, but uh, not a lot of time to go through all of them. So here's what I'm going to do. I'll go to Twitter and see the messages that you have left for me. On Twitter, we are Nigeria Info FM. Nigeria Info FM. And... Uh, this person says, I'll give it to Kogi and River State. They did not allow the NCDC and federal government to bully them. Okay, we've got another message here that says, we need to give kudos to the respective government of... Okay. Makadi uh, Fesson says, the ones who have the higher testing numbers, if you're not testing people, how will you know who and who? Nigeria is more than 20 million people and we have not even tested half of the people. Makadi uh, Fesson, thank you for sending your message in. Thank you, Lagos, for being a part of today's show. I love it i hope you did as well we're going to do more of that tomorrow tomorrow we're bringing back the glass ceiling because it's wednesday and on the glass ceiling we talk about all the different barriers that women face and we started a series last week where we're discussing the things that women who live alone while they're single face tomorrow i have another another special story for you so make sure you're listening by the time the glass ceiling comes your way at four the big three returns tomorrow it's also children's day tomorrow we have a special report also coming your way tomorrow Great things all lined up right here on your number one talk station. I am Sandra Ezekwesli on all of my social media and I would love to talk to you online. So go and uh, find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram. S. Ezekwesli, Sandra Ezekwesli. Have your say in what we say. You always make good points. We talk the talk, talk the talk, and walk the walk. We are 99.3. You talk, we listen. Nigeria Info. Nigeria Info. Guess what, babe? Mm. I'm giving you a special treat mm. coconut rice and shrimps, fried plantain, chicken kisad. <laughs> oh, more. Toasting. You're out of airtime again, right? And you want to borrow my phone, Abby? Babe, please now. Just dial star 805 hash to eat up up your glow line. Eh? Sure. You get up to 10% bonus of your recharge. <laughs> For real? I can recharge my glow line with eat up up and get extra airtime. That's the deal. <laughs> wow. This is what we call convenient and rewarding. Um, okay, so how far with the coconut rice? Um, <laughs> well... Yeah. <laughs> recharge and enjoy up to 10% bonus of your recharge. E-top can be done through bank codes, bank apps, bank ATMs, POS, online payment platforms, and Glow Cafe app. Just E-top up your Glow line and get up to 10% bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Glow Unlimited. Start your day the right way, right here on the Morning Crossfire. Are we planning well? We are not at all. As a country, who do we hold responsible for? Always fresh and highly informative. We have states in Nigeria here saying that they can produce this, they can produce that. How far have we gone with all of those things? Hot topics, politics, current affairs, the heart of the matter. The job of the community, somebody like you and I, perhaps might be to cooperate, to give information, and to be able to expect justice back. The Morning Crossfire with Sheriff, with Days 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 